for today. We have three of them. First one is 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 9. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love God does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. Acts 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Mark 16, verse 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the good news to the whole creation. The word of God for the people of God. Good morning. I have to admit that it has been 14 years since I have preached a sermon, and uh, for some reason I feel just a little bit nervous, and that, <laughs> that didn't used to be true, but it's been a while. But like I told the uh, singers this morning, we'll get through this together. The uh, mission statement of the United Methodist Church is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And the mission statement for Court Street United Methodist Church is to create a world with more peace and more hope by loving one another as Jesus loves us. And the scripture this morning talks about going into the world proclaiming the good news, and being Jesus' witnesses. I feel like I'm in competition here. So I'm wondering how each of you feels about being a witness to your faith, as you're called to do. Now, the idea of witnessing may make us nervous or a bit uncomfortable. We've all answered the door when there were the suited young men handing out watchtower magazines and Bible tracts. And we may have even opened the doors, let them into our living room, and listened to them as they pushed their religion on us, um, their beliefs, and questioning ours. Were we put off? Did we feel like they were invading our privacy? Possibly. But we had to acknowledge that they had a strong faith and that they were committed to their mission. Or maybe you've run into the neighborhood evangelist, the one who says, are you saved? Have you gotten down on your knees and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior? And we're not sure how to explain to them our own special committed relationship 
to our Lord Jesus Christ. No, that's not the kind of witnessing that I'm talking about. I'd like to suggest that for us to witness to Christ is to show forth the reality of our relationship with Jesus and our closeness to God. Do we have to knock on doors? Do we have to greet others with, are you saved? I don't think so. But I do believe that we are called to witness to the truth of Christ in our lives by our appearance, by our associations, and by our actions. First, our appearance. What look is on our faces? What does that tell other people? Is there joy within? Is there serenity and peace to be observed? Is there lack of anxiety? Does the light of the living Lord shine forth? A joy, a constant loving relationship of our God? Can they see that in us? Does it shine from us as we go about our daily business? The little children sing, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You all know that song. By the time they graduate from high school, that light should be a beacon that lights their path. And when they reach the ripe old age, I'll be 81 in two weeks, that light should be a beacon that lights the path for others. Have we gotten to the point where our constant assurance of God's presence in our lives and of God's steadfast love has enabled us to let that light shine, that we're walking hand in hand with our Lord, that we are walking with God, whether it's upright during good times or that we're being carried during the hard times of our lives. But everyone can see that our Lord is with us. When it comes to me, those of you who have gotten to know me realize that I deal with a constant, severe knee pain. And I also am on a feeding tube that keeps me alive. And I give thanks to my Lord each and every day for giving me the strength to try and put my best foot forward. We all know people They're the, where the light shines of Christ's love in their lives, and it shines brightly through sorrow, sickness, and joy. And what a light they are. There is no greater witness. The radiance of the inner light is vital, but the outward appearance is important too. Do we respect our bodies, this great gift that God has given us, enough to care for them, 
This too is a witness. Do we eat healthy food? Do we keep our bodies in good weight? Or do we head for the nearest fast food place? What type of exercise do we do? Or are we the proverbial couch potato? What about the harmful things that we put into our body? Cigarette smoke, drugs, too much alcohol. All of these affect our appearance and become a witness how we feel about God's great gift to us. And what about our attire? Jewelry, tattoos, piercings, accessories, they create an impression where God fits into our lives, whether we intend it to or not. So does all this show what's most important to us in our lives? 1 Peter 3, 3 3-4, was speaking to women when he said this, but it's good for all. Do not adorn yourselves outwardly by braiding your hair and by wearing gold ornaments or fine clothing. Rather, let your adornment be the inner self with the lasting beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is very precious in God's sight. Give me a break. I need a drink. (laughs) Excuse me. It comes with old age. You get dry mouth. Second, we net witness by our associations. How we treat other people is a constant daily witness to the reality of Jesus Christ in our lives. Definitely is the most important witness that we show others. Titus 2, 7 through 8, was speaking to young men when he said, Show yourself in all respects a model of good works, and in your teaching show integrity, gravity, and sound speech that cannot be censured. Attending church every Sunday, reading the Bible daily, are all wonderful. But are we careful how we treat others, especially in service occupations? even though we're frustrated because we got somebody else's mail or the cashier charged us the wrong amount or the waitress brought the wrong drink? Are we careful with references and responses to and about persons who are different from us? Not just politically correct, but lovingly correct. Do we turn away from gossip and malicious talk. I do my grocery shopping at Myers. A lot of us do. And in the recent weeks, I have seen a mother absolutely mistreating 
a very, very tired toddler. I saw a woman berating a cashier because Myers was out of something that she wanted. And I have seen people who were impatient and rude to waitresses. I'm sure we all have. I wish I could say that I have never been guilty of such a thing, especially now. My name is Karen, and you know about Karens at this point. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I'm a hot-headed Irish gal, and I have a strong temper. So this is something that I constantly have to be careful of and keep in mind. And then there's the most damaging words on record. Did you hear what so-and-so did? And what's your response to that question? A famous quotation reminds us, one of the first things that a doctor says to a patient is, let me see your tongue. Spiritual advisors might well say the same thing. And associations also include the persons with which we choose to spend our time. Do we associate with those who will help us grow in the love of God? Who will help us to reach for the potential that God has given us in this life? Are we involved with people of whom we are comfortable sharing and living our faith? Or do we have to hide our light in order to be part of the group? And lastly, our actions. How do we spend our time? Where will God and our friends most often find us? Hopefully not the casinos and the bars. Hours on Facebook, video games. I don't have time is an easy excuse for many things that could be a priority in our lives, whether it be family, church, or something else that might be a witness to our love of God and neighbor. I read somewhere that our date book is our creed. What one believes in, one has time for. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Christianity, to me, is following the teachings of Jesus, especially those that call on us to love one another, to care for those who are less fortunate than us, and to have compassion and caring for all. We're witnessing to that Christianity when we put love at the forefront of all. It's more important than beliefs, rituals, church attendance, Bible study. God is love, and Jesus shows what that love is all about and how to live it. Each of us is here today 
because Jesus Christ is a reality in our lives. And we give thanks. Some of us have come to the knowledge of the love of God in an earth-shaking experience, in a time that we can actually pinpoint when we knew that God loved us just as we are. In others, it's been an ongoing process, knowing from a young age that God, through Jesus Christ, was our Lord, our trust. And we can't name a day or a time, but we know and we rejoice. And for others, it has been an absolute roller coaster. Periods of doubt and questioning countered by times of reaffirmation. God's sanctifying grace works in wondrous ways and comes to us in different ways so that we might be the light to the world. And the spiritual presence of God present in us in different ways. But for each of us, that light is there. Christ lives, and he lives now through us as the body of Christ, his light here on earth. And so it's up to us. Only we can let that light shine in all that we do and say. Only we can show that love of Jesus that he wanted us to share. And maybe we can help create a world with more peace and more hope. My very favorite scripture, the one that I had my Bible open to when I was ordained an elder in the United Methodist Church, is Micah 6.6. 6. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Let me finish with a quote from the founder of our United Methodist Church, John Wesley. Do all the good that you can, by all the means that you can, in all the ways that you can, in all the places you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. And all God's children said, <laughs>